Welcome to the Twin Brother Darkness Chefs Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Eli. And today on the podcast, we have Chef Derek with us. Uh, hi, Derek. How are you doing? Good. What's up? What's up? Just chilling, chilling in the pandemic. <laughs> you heard. Well, you know, just uh, to get started, we just want to say thank you for uh, giving us the time. We know it's not easy. Even if you're at home, I'm sure you could be doing something else, but we appreciate your time. Um, so thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. So obviously, you know, part of the uh, the point of the uh, podcast is really to just get to know folks in the restaurant industry and in the food world. So, you know, we've thought about reaching out to folks that we've worked with in the past. So just a full disclosure, both Chris and I uh, have known Derek for, what, um, a decade plus, 11, 12 years. We've worked together, so we we know each other very well and how it is working in the restaurant world. But uh, for those who don't, we just want you to be able to kind of let us know how is it you came about to working in the restaurant industry. Oof. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I guess I've, I've my whole life, my whole working life, I started at a Hardee's in Smallwatton, Wisconsin. Um. How old were you then? 15, I think. 15, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. about right. I think 15 <laughs> and a half is when you could start working at like a real job. Yeah. yeah. Be around fire or whatever. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I got a job at a ski resort. Uh, I worked at the Kalahari Resort in the Wisconsin Dells for a summer. Um, okay. How was, that? How was that at the Dells? It was fun. It's... I don't know if you've been to the Kalahari recently. It's insane. It's almost like its own city now. When I worked there, it wasn't that big. It was just kind of the indoor water park and hotel. Okay. And, I've always had I've always had iffy about working at resorts. Yeah, no, this was it was cool. Um is you know, in hindsight, it was probably one of the best GMs in that place that I've ever worked with. Oh, that's good. Um, you know, at the time I was just, it was right before college. I was a young kid. I, you know, it hadn't worked in a lot of restaurants, real restaurants and stuff yet. There was this Russian guy and he would come in, he could come in at six in the morning. He could come in at two in the afternoon. He would show up at midnight. Just, <laughs> he would just show up at midnight, walk through the kitchen, make sure everything's going good. You know, you just never knew. Um, mm-hmm. I remember one time he, he came in. 10 o'clock 11 o'clock at night or something like that asked where the chef was rick oh he's he's in his office next thing we know he walks around the corner and he just starts screaming at the chef you know if i catch you in your office i told you if i catch you in your office one more time i'm gonna fire you and fired him right there and then dang but uh yeah so a guy guy ran a type ship and now the kalahari resorts probably the number one money-making place in the dells so hey oh wow i guess it worked right right yeah um so yeah then after that i went to culinary school art institutes uh worked part-time at a butcher shop during college that was kind of cool you know like to learn how to break down quarters or whole pigs or you know um a lot of uh breaking down lamb legs and and ham bone and ham 
stuff like that for Easter. No, that's that's cool. That's awesome. Uh, just to take a step back here, so uh, what got you thinking about going to culinary school? Was that something that you knew you always wanted? Like you know, so you had your first job at fifteen. So what was the thought process behind like, oh, now I want to go to culinary school? Um, uh, honestly, I was just a fat kid and I like to eat. <laughs> hey, don't we all? <laughs> and uh, so yeah, that's. I mean, it was that or. Um, I guess my other choice is marine biology. Okay, and, nice. And so, yeah, I decided on culinary just because it seemed easier at the time. You know, I, I guess I thought maybe marine bi- biology would be really hard to get into, even though I had good grades and stuff. But well, yeah, I mean, get your career cooking, right? We we all know that. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, often, sometimes, especially you know, we're in Minnesota, so it's like middle of Minnesota winter getting my ass kicked on a line, a super busy hockey night or something. And I'm like, man, I could be on a fucking coral reef right now, scuba diving. <laughs> maybe I made one choice in life. Uh, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, just go through the whole process. Obviously, culinary school, uh, how long of a program was that? And then uh, what was your first gig after mm-hmm. that? Um, I think it's like a two year associates. I did it in a year and a half. I just like, didn't take any breaks or anything. Okay. And then I think right out of college, I got a job over in dinky town, like a little place called cafe 421. And then, uh, yeah, I think I ended up at the St. Paul grill not too long after because they had better pay and benefits. And then I, would, I think, uh, so this last September I would have been there for 16 years. Oh, wow. Good lord! A long time, right? Or I, I guess I am there. I just I'm laid off, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, which actually, we you know that was something that we wanted to talk about was you know the pandemic because uh, we know it you know it affected a lot of people, especially in the industry. Um, obviously, uh, Chris and I, you know, one of one of the blessings for us is that we actually never stopped working and. We, but we knew so many people uh, like yourselves and we just wanted to know and talk to people like that. Like, what was that like going through, you know, the pandemic and not having to work? And I, I mean, how, how are you basically coping with that, you know? Right. I mean, it's gotten better. The first, the th- first three months were really rough. Um, there was a lot of back and forth um, of am I fired? Am I laid off? you know, what's going on. Well, then, you know, we kind of found out that like we were told we were fired and then the, it's a union position or it's a union kitchen and the union called us and they're like, no, you're not fired. You're just laid off. And so that was a roller coaster. Um, You know, us cooks, we're cooks because we can't hold still. We can't sit at a desk, you know, Yep. Yeah, I mean, I I can't imagine going through the back and forth, and I mean, we all did it not knowing what is going to happen next. But in that position, that's got to be even more insane, right? Um, and and really, it was a job. You know, they had it was a union job, good pay, good benefits, a decent retirement. So I had planned on just staying there and retiring there. You know, like. 
work, you know, just go do my job, enjoy life, stuff like that. And so it really just threw everything into chaos. <clears throat> um, then through the summer, it got better just because, you know, okay. I kind of, I felt like shit to being on unemployment. You know, like, I don't know. I just felt like a piece of garbage. Like why I shouldn't be having to take handouts and I should be able to earn my own money and blah, blah, blah. And I totally understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, we're busy. We're busy people. Like, no, I like to work. Yeah. So, but now you've taken that away from me and there's nowhere else that I can go work with my skill set. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, well, what can I do? Um, and so I, I had a, I had a, lot, a few different people in life kind of talk to me and they're like, look, you've worked since you're 15 as we just talked about, you know, I've worked two yeah. jobs at a time, a lot of that work life too. It's like you, this is why you pay into the government. You know, this is, you've earned this kind of uh, unemployment money. And it's like, Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. <clears throat> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's important for people to, to know and understand that. And I'm glad that you had people telling you that just like you said, I think, for a lot of folks in the industry, you know, especially chefs, because you're just so used to working all the time that when a period like that comes in your life, you just expect it to like, well, I, I, I can just go work somewhere else. But, you know, it, it's not a bad thing to feel like, like you said, you put in your time and, you know, you're recouping some of that money. Like it's you actually put some of that money away every time your taxes are collected right. from you, you know. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, if someone's listening, you know, hopefully that helps them out if they're having those same feelings too. That's a Absolutely. really good point. That's a really good point. Cause I would have gone through those same emotions. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, actually it, well, and funny enough, I had just moved into a new duplex. We, we literally signed the lease a couple days before the lockdowns happened. Wow. And so we had just committed to moving into a new place. It was a lot more money, stuff like that. And then finding out I'm laid off and, but it all worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine. Uh, I'm glad that, you know, it worked out. And, but, you know, that that's the story for so many people, you know, what you're describing where it's like, you know, you, you're you know, getting into this new place, you're expecting to, you know, make more money and then this happens. Um, uh, what was like the whole process? Obviously, we know that, you know, there was like the unemployment thing, but at, at some point, like it got cut off. How was that like, you know, like, well, what did you do? You know, we just want to be able to give as much information to anybody out there that needs right. help. Um, I... You know, when they said, oh, we're going to give you this extra money, it was a lot of extra money. When that first hit, I was making more on unemployment than I was working. And I think that's so true. That true with a lot of yep. people. Yeah. But I didn't put my faith in that, that that was going to keep going. So I saved all that money. Like we, you know, Ooh. we did spend some money supporting local restaurants that were still open and stuff like that. But for the most part, I yeah. saved all that extra money just because I knew it might go away which it did for a bunch of months too 
Absolutely, no. That I, that's important that you mentioned that because I we I think we heard stories like that where people was like, "Man, I'm making more money than when I was working." But again, that's not a plan that was gonna last. Right. So that I'm glad that you were able to have that foresight and be like, you know what, this I need to save this just in case you know things right. don't change. Um, and that was oh, that was yeah, another thing too. Is like you know, the, they cut off that extra money and then I'm slowly watching my bank account dwindle and dwindle and dwindle. And so that was, uh, the election too was a big thing of just like, oh man, let Biden oh. win, let the Democrats win. Like, like I can't, <laughs> yep. you know, if, if Trump wins, if the Republicans win, they're going to take that money away or, you know, they're not going to refresh this yep. stuff. And so that was a lot of anxiety. Die. of. I was just going to use that same word. I was like, it was yeah. anxiety written, man. It was like, oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> We're holding and, on by a thread. And being anxious, like having anxiety is like, I mean, that's like working out. Like it takes a lot yeah. out of you. Yeah, it does. And people don't. And I mean, because I was anxious. And I was still working. But I mean, there were so many other things going on that it's just like, or you don't know what's going to like, am I going to go into work today? And we're closed for two weeks. Right. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's that's real. It's happened to me twice. <laughs> I've showed up to work and they're like, hey, you know what? You have to leave. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I think, that, yeah, the stability part of just not knowing, you know, from day to day anything can change, you know, that it, it's it's like living your life on the edge almost right. you know well and we're yeah we're all cooks and like that's like that's our daily routine you wake up you go to work you bang it out no questions asked and this everything has been mixed up now yeah um yeah the other thing too you know all these restaurants they keep having these shutdowns and it, it's interesting when you see people that are not in the industry when they fight about that stuff of you know should we open restaurants should we not open restaurants and almost Mm -hmm. all the chefs i know like all the chefs that run restaurants they don't want to be open they want help from the government you know they can't restaurants can't make money with 50 percent dude and and i've been preaching that from the beginning like oh so we can open at 50 percent no restaurant plan or business plan has ever been made. Oh, well, let's just sit half of this <laughs> right. place. Yeah. You know, it's like, or even, you know, a quarter or 75% for that right. matter. It's like, no, we're, you know, get these people in, feed them, get them out. That's how restaurants right. work. And then even if, like, say tomorrow they open up restaurants 100%, are enough people going to go out, you know, are there enough willi- people willing to risk it to go out to restaurants to fill up a restaurant to 100%? Probably not. Yeah, not not right away anyways. Like, you know, you'll have like your hardcore people that go out all the time. But I, yeah, I think to that full capacity, we're probably thinking probably another year before people start really feeling comfortable and be like just out and about, you know. Well, the teaser is is the people who are coming out those are your toughest customers. 
Yeah. Yep. You know, and I hate to say it, but those it's all the Karens. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Those yeah. are those are the people who are going to be right at the door, wanting to come in. That's and, true, and and not following whatever rules that you have set, any guidance whatsoever. <laughs> that's funny, and, but it's, I mean, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Um. Oh, so yeah, I guess we got off on tangent, but going back to your the previous question of how I've been getting through or this last three months, you know, I've really cracked down, you know, it's really, we've all had this opportunity in the last year, the, the old saying of when life gives you lemons, make lemonade, you know? And so, man, I've been doing, uh, for my landlord, I've been, I've been doing housework for him. He's not necessarily paying me, but I'm bored. Give me something to do. I, you know, during the summer I was doing landscaping for him. I was doing, uh, I did a garden. Uh, and nice. then, yeah, the last, I guess the last two months, I'm actually been working towards getting, it's like a CompTIA A plus certification. It's for like uh, internet tech. Okay. Yeah. I, I've been seeing you posting a couple of things like that. And I was like, oh man, that's, yeah, that's so... awesome. <laughs> How is that? And you, you're basically learning on your yeah, own, right? I, I, subscribe to a website they have like video courses um, okay i'm i'm actually a week from today i'm taking the the first part of the exam and then uh, oh shit so the the only thing i think i'm okay you know i've been i've been spending up to four hours a day working on it um they do say yeah. they recommend like nine months, nine months to a year before you take the test, and I'm at like two months. <laughs> oh, that's that's accelerated right, right there. <laughs> yeah, right. But you also right. had a I have lot a lot of time. time. You know, I don't know. You know, none of us that are on un- unemployment know if we're going to have unemployment for much longer. So, um, yeah. No, I, I think that's, you know, I, I saw when you first made that post about, you know, you're thinking about, you know, switching careers and, and stuff. And I was like, I was really happy for you. I was, you know, I, I think it's going to force a lot of people to rethink, you know, like just the type of jobs that you have. And it's not even necessarily the restaurant industry, because if you're any of the folks that can't work from home, you're basically right. screwed, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. I think a lot of cooks and chefs are going to switch careers. You know, I, I feel like a lot of the best ones are very intelligent people. They can do things outside of cooking. You know, it'll definitely be interesting to see a year from now if you can't, you know, there's a lot of restaurants that are just shit. You know, the food sucks, slow service, just because all those best cooks and chefs went to other places. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I, it's definitely going to have an effect. I think it's going to, like, trim the herd, whereas, like, the really good restaurants are probably the one that's going to remain open and can survive this. And then everything else is just probably going to close, which, again, that leaves a bunch of people with, well, what are you going to do? How are you going to try to improve your skills, get new skills, you know? Um, and it's interesting you were talking about, you know, that was the first instinct you had. I had 
one of my other friends that's now like working in the healthcare yeah. industry because he had the same epiphany where it's like, well, I don't know if this is going to happen again, but I'd rather be prepared. Right. That's a good point. I mean, this could be every two or three years, this could happen now. Who knows? You know, maybe it won't happen again for a mm-hmm. hundred years, but do you want to roll the dice on that? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, for real. I don't know. I, I mean, I was trying to break it down in my head, but it's like, so everybody I know, all the, all the good chefs are still working. All the people that they wanted to get rid of oh, that's are gone. Too. Yep. And they're making more money on unemployment than they were working. And that, so, I mean, I'm just wondering where the new crop of chefs is coming from. Cause we all went to culinary right. school. Yeah. And like, true. and they were spinning out people. Culinary doesn't sound so fun anymore. Also, <laughs> with this, you know, oh, wait, you know, I can go work a hot grill for 10 hours and you're going to pay me 13 bucks. Sweet, I'll right. do that. Or I could work at Target and greet people for 15 bucks. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm, I'm very concerned about a huge shortage because there was a shortage before of any right. talent. But now, I mean, just like a body. Well, that's another good point you bring up, too, is just, I, I guess, as I'm going into IT and I'm, um, you know, looking up, I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to look up jobs. What can I do? I mean, I, I worked in a union kitchen in a metropolitan city for 16 years. I mean, I can say with pretty good confidence, I'm probably one of the highest paid cooks in the cities in the twin cities and i'm barely above the poverty line that's how much money i was making yeah i can switch to it Mm -hmm. and i'll be making i can start a job at almost the same money i was making after 16 years in a kitchen a a high-end kitchen you know one of the wow uh uh, not a famous (laughs) well-known destination kitchen yeah one one of the top one of the top kitchens restaurants in the Twin Cities, I would say. Yeah, I think No, I, I would agree, yeah. That, I mean, that was insane. one of the things where it's like, you know, you work in certain places and you, you know, you're like, I don't think I can afford to bring a date here and eat on the money that I'm making. <laughs> you know and that that was always like the shocking part about like working in the industry is like sometimes you work in these high-end places places and the money that you're making it's so like you say it's like borderline poverty and yet you know you're putting out all these plates and good food you know and, thousands and you're there, of dollars thousands of dollars and yet you you know healthcare is an issue um, you know, just being able to have extra money to really just live like anybody else, where it's like you're able to go on vacation or things like that, you you just can't afford it. And I hope, and I hope, you know, with this pandemic, that's some of those things that gets corrected. That maybe you know, maybe you don't need as many people on the line, but like maybe the three or four people that you have, you're able to pay them really well to have a decent lifestyle you know that was one of the things i was hoping for the industry was after all this happened that it would really bring light 
to the culinary industry and how little cooks get paid, how little dishwashers get paid. Um, it's looking like it's not going to happen. You know, they want $15 minimum wage and people are fighting against that. Yeah. And that, and that's like the bare minimum. That's the crazy thing. It's like, it's not even anywhere close to what it should be, but we know, obviously, you know, restaurants, small uh, mom and shop places are going to fight against things like that. But it's like, I, I, I mean, I, I just don't know how, you know, like there's the, the example that people always give where it's like, you can work full time at Walmart and you still yeah. will be on food stamp. You know? Right. What? Why? What's the point of having a full time job? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of things that I, I, I don't know. I just I think we all hope with the pandemic that some of those things get corrected. Um. But we'll see. Uh, that remains to be seen, like you said, Derek. Um, but, you know, not to just, you know, be on uh, <laughs> a sad note about COVID. And obviously, we know how devastating that was for, you know, the restaurant industry. Um, I think, you know, we also want to get to know you more. So I think this part, we just want to ask you a couple of questions. You know, it's... It's our lightning round, as we call it, uh, Chris and I. So it's just, you know, just trying to get you to know you better and for the listeners, obviously. So I, I'm going to start off. Um, one thing that I always like to know about people uh, is what is one book that you've read that's like really changed your life? Uh, it could be about food or it could just be on a personal level. Um, uh, you know, I don't read a ton of books Harry Potter <laughs> I love Harry Potter so <laughs> we're on the same hold book. up wait I lo- Derek I feel like you should read the book of five rings oh um I have not I that is one book I want to read um see everybody's heard of it but- you, I feel like you would especially. Um, it, it's a good book and it's a short read. It's like two hundred. Now pages. that you mention it, I did read um, the Hot Gates. <clears throat> so it's a book about. It was basically kind of the same thing that uh, Three Hundred was based off of. That same story. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And so it's a little more historically accurate to what actually happened, but. So yeah, that was pretty cool too. You know, just this small band of Spartans taking on just hundreds and hundreds of thousands of troops. And holding well, out. Yeah, and right. the training and the discipline and the uh, oh yeah, the uh their naked wrestling. Like like all their training is done just in the nude. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So that I, I did not know. <laughs> oh no, that's it's a actual that's a yeah. oh, that's super fact. Part yeah. of it was to show that oh. you're not carrying any hidden weapons. It was kind of an honor thing. But oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah. In those times, what can you say, dude? I can beat you, right. Bucky <laughs> naked. You know, <laughs> like, I, well, I, I would. All I was gonna ask is that is that what the 
what is that term called? Uh, naked, the oh, rear naked chokehold or whatever. You know, oh God! I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think the naked part comes in because you're not using any fabric, like you're not grabbing a shirt or a gear or anything. I'm actually not 100 oh, okay. sure on that. Why why naked got into that choke? I. I know. I was always. I always thought that it was like a weird terminology. But <laughs> side note, though, that is that it. is one of the most satisfying chokes to put on someone. It's just I don't know. Oh. Well, yeah. I mean, you're, you're the MMA fan, so I'm yeah. sure you know much about that. I do remember. I think you taught me yep. once when we sparred. How did you? And it is effective because it's like you're cutting off like someone's circulation yeah. Yeah, like, I, right away. Yeah, no, it's instant, and if it's bro. Like jujitsu, if you have them on the ground, you know you can get your heels into their legs, like get your hooks in, and you literally are using your entire body against just their neck. So, it it's can be really, really devastating. Oh uh, well, I guess it's my turn. Um, well, since we're talking about. The St. Paul Grill, what's the uh, most famous person or your most famous encounter? You know, I was just telling someone the other day about these. Um, so, uh, so one of the, well, I guess so too. One, Bill Murray comes in a lot. He's a, you know, St. Paul person. Um, Bill Murray. Yep. Yep. Owns Bill the Murray's same. really funny. He'll just, he'll just, like he'll have his lunch and then he'll just sit down at random tables and eat off people's plates and t- <laughs> take pictures with them. And um, the other interaction I used to brag about uh, was with Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh, no <laughs> way. <laughs> you, well, a good story. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to hear this. Though. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. One night, really late, we were just closing up, and Bill Cosby came down. This was obviously before things happened. Yep. Yeah, right. And, uh, yeah. Right. Oh yeah. He was just cursing it like, "I I need food," and they these goddamn doctors have me on this diet, and it's not fair to make you do this and blah blah. blah. And so he just made his own like he made like steamed chicken breasts and vegetables, but he, he was very adamant that he wanted to cook it himself. Like he didn't want to bother us. Oh, really? So it's like, yeah, Bill Cosby, you can just come into our kitchen and make whatever you want. I don't give a shit. <laughs> he stepped on the, he yeah, came oh, yeah. on the line. <clears throat> oh no shit. And I bet that was back before there was <laughs> right. cell phones or yeah, whatever. Oh, I'm sure. I yeah. I was there. Yeah, that is crazy. I never heard that um, story. Wow. Oh, I guess one other kind of <laughs> funny story. Um, we had Slipknot came in. Um, in one Safe. of our dishwashers at the time, he was a huge Slipknot fan, like the biggest Slipknot fan. <clears throat> so the Slipknot comes in, they sit down, they have their wives or girlfriends, whatever they are with them. So we go back and we're like, oh, dude, Slipknot's out here. He's like, oh, I want to go see. So he comes out front and we're like, oh, yeah, they're right there at the table. He's like, where? Like right there at that table. Well, where are their masks? Like, like this dude thought Slipknot just wore their masks around twenty four seven. I mean, to be fair, I but, would be expecting the same thing. 
That's how it sounds like Dave. It, it, it sounds Dave. like Dave. It does sound like Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> it was <laughs> the gift that keeps all giving. Oh, That's awesome. <laughs> dish pit Dave. Oh man. Uh, yeah, Dave was awesome. I remember I'll go back there and Dave will be trying to do the moonwalk. I'm like, dude, <laughs> stop. <laughs> uh, hey man, but you you can't, you know, those are those are the important people in the in oh the yeah for sure restaurant. You know. And again, also good for laughter. So <laughs> that was awesome. I like that. Um uh, one other thing that I also like to always ask about is music. What um, hey, what type of music you like? I think I kind of know, but uh, what are you listening to nowadays? Um, and who are you looking forward to in seeing in concert once all this craziness is well, over with? Yeah, mostly. I mean, my main genre would be punk, punk rock. <clears throat> um, but I. I, my music has expanded to literally everything like to the point where if I, if I have someone at my house and I'm putting my Pandora on random, I give them a warning of like, shit's going to get weird. <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to go, <laughs> that's, it's that's gonna a go fair warning. you know, yeah. some hardcore street punk and then it's going to go to like J pop. And then it's, you know, might swing over to something like some rap and then maybe, What's another good genre? Oh, there's a Moi uh, to Moi. Is that a band? It's a J- Japanese band, but they're like a Japanese gothic metal rock kind of band. I, yeah, I, it's, I have such an eclectic collection of music now. What are they um, called? I never heard of them. It could be interesting. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> I'm, I I feel like I've probably uh, so heard them. Uh, M O I D I X M O I S is like how it's spelled. Okay, I'll have to check uh, that yeah, out. I'll have to Google that later. Visual okay. Kai Gothic metal band. <laughs> That's they're kind of a cool band. the The guy who runs the band, he's the only one. So he's in charge of it, and every album he gets a whole new band. Yeah. Oh, no. So it's kind of really like every album yeah, is that's similar, but the each album is different from the other albums in style, just because of the different band members. That's a good idea. <clears throat> yeah, I know that it sounds fascinating. You got to check um, that out. Yeah, as for concerts, man, at this point, I'll take anything. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> right, you know, right before the pandemic oh, hit, man. we were just about to buy tickets for three different concerts. Um, I think uh, the Distillers mm. Rise Against, and then I think it might have been a metal band for the third one. I don't remember exactly who the third one was, but hmm? oh, oh, it was the Pretty Reckless, apparently. Gotcha. Right. Well, hopefully that will happen soon, man. I think we all we're all waiting for that. Um, Chris, you got any question for him? Uh, yeah. I well, and that kind of 
because I feel like I, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like once the pandemic started, time moved really fast, but also really slow. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, like it was like, oh my god, it's July, and I'm still doing the same thing. But also, it felt like four years. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like I've grown immensely in those four years. What have what have you done to obviously you're doing the school thing, but uh, what else? Well, like I mentioned earlier, uh, I got I'd never grown a garden, so I grew a garden this summer. Um, that worked out really. I guess I'm good at gardening. <clears throat> uh, I did landscaping, so. Uh, the place we moved into has this giant pine tree and the grass is just dead under it. And so I ended up cleaning. I'm like, oh, I'm going to grow grass in the yard. And everyone told me, no, it's like, you're not going to be able to. This pine tree kills all the grass, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I cleaned all the pine needles up, got rid of the top layer of soil, tilled it, put down new soil and grass seed and tended it all summer. And yeah, I got the whole yard to grow grass. So that was just kind of self-taught that. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. What did you grow? What did, what did you grow uh, in the garden? Because I, I'm uh, a gardener. Grew, let's see: green onions, uh, carrots, cucumbers, zucchini, peppers, uh, potatoes. The potatoes didn't grow. It was like the one thing I didn't get to grow. But uh, I think that was all we grew. But so, I mean, right. I mean, that's a pretty good start. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, potatoes take a little bit. Um, yeah. And I'm sure the zucchini and cucumbers, like, you get so many of them. Yeah. It gets I ridiculous. Did not know that. <laughs> but that is very, that is very true. Uh, I learned the hard way, too. Like, trying to give away cucumbers and zucchini to people. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like here, <laughs> here's these four uh, right. foot long zucchinis. Yeah, that, Have them. That too yeah. I don't even know you. Huge, like way bigger than I thought they would be. Like way bigger than anything you buy in the store. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I uh, I had switched uh, to boxing from MMA. I used to do MMA, jujitsu, and then I switched over to boxing. Been trying to keep up on that as much as i can you know working out from home i don't have i don't have yeah heavy bag i don't have a lot of the equipment i need but uh so that's something i got um i don't know what it's called but uh you know i box too but i bought this uh it's more for like speed it's like a speed ball i'll send you a link later it's like 50 bucks on amazon but it's it's pretty good alternative for like, you know, obviously if you don't have room for a heavy bag and I, right. that's what I've been using to keep myself in shape. And I, I like it a lot. Like I still, you know, get to sweat and all that, but I think you'll like it. So I'll send you like a, a yeah, link I to guess it so now you can I think check about, it out. The other thing I've been doing is uh, there's a couple different boxing VR games, like for the VR headset. Oh, oh yeah. What, uh, what VR uh, are you? Oculus Quest. The Oculus? Oh, okay. so you were just talking about that. It, it, I, I'm not going to lie. I thought about it because I was like, 
I didn't buy it, but wow. I was like, PS5 of Oculus. I was like, yeah, I probably should just buy fun. Oculus. <laughs> you know, we have the Oculus 1. Uh, I don't think the Oculus 2 is good enough to upgrade, but you know, if you don't have one, you can pick up the Oculus 2. Um, or the yeah, the Quest 2. But it's oh. cool. Um, I got one boxing game, FidXR. It's kind of like a rhythm game for boxing. It's okay. And then there's a game called Thrill of the Fight. Okay. And so they have a boxing gym so they have like a heavy bag a speed bag and stuff like that physics is okay on it and then you can spar like they just have opponents you can spar so it's it's a good oh, workout shit. i mean if you don't box it, the sparring will probably really wreck you it's you know you you have to move, you have to <laughs> fucking move yeah. especially once you get up to harder difficulties if you just stand still you'll get wrecked Oh, so yeah, uh, that might be worth it's, checking out. <laughs> it's a pretty good workout. It's I've kind of figured it out. You know, you can kind of get the the AI to do what you want sometimes, but right, right, right. Not, Set them up a real person, whatnot. but it's good enough. You know, for having to be stuck in quarantine. <clears throat> yeah. No, that's awesome. I mean, hey, I I like that you've you know you've got like all these different things oh, that yeah, you're doing to keep I yourself busy. That's awesome. It's the Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I. No, I was just gonna say I can't. I, I'm not even okay, sitting still right now. I have. Uh, <laughs> we picked up this computer. I don't. I don't know if it's a computer chair, but it's a chair that's like an an evil villain chair. Like, uh, uh, remember Inspector Gadget? Like, I had that big chair. Oh like, yeah, chair. I know. So I'm just spinning around in it right now. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> It's like that foldable chair you take anywhere with you. Um, That's great. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I uh, like. I wake up. I cook breakfast for the fam. I do two, three, four hours of uh, studying for that IT exam. Exercise for a couple hours. Do housework. Cook dinner. Like I just, I'm going, 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 going all day long. I gotta ask the question. Do you think you'll ever go back? I would. Yeah. You know, I think I'm I feel like I like I'm good at cooking. I enjoy it. It's to me it's a little sad that I feel like I'm wasting my talent by not cooking. Um on the other hand, yeah. you know, over this last year, I've actually kind of fell in love with cooking again. You know, when you do it all day, every day at work, you kind of lose that passion. I feel like sometimes, you know, it's, it's just a grind. It's like, okay, I just do yeah. this every day. Or, you know, even when you do specials, daily specials, you can only kind of come up with so many and you start reusing them. And <clears throat> so, yeah, it's been a lot of like iron chefing it at home with leftovers and Hey, what can I, you know, I got leftover fried rice. What can I do with this? Can I make something that's not fried rice with it? Or, you know, this, that, or the other thing, but. Well, and plus, yeah, and plus just... with the garden, now you have an abundance of this or that, or these are going to go bad. So now I have to use right, them. Yeah, it's How like can I use them? Zucchini is great for that. You can do all kinds of things with zucchini. Yeah, absolutely. But I guess one thing I would like to do, you know, even if I switch careers is, once the pandemic is over is start having dinner parties and stuff where I can really 
you know, get fancy with it or, or get something I can be really proud of making and, you know, for a small group of people. Yeah, no, for sure. Just like seeing people, I think, yeah. Uh, and maybe that's actually, that might be the way to go for a lot of people. It's just like you say, the dinner party ideas. Eh, if you have a, not even a decent amount of space, I feel like a lot of people are going to start mm-hmm. like just hosting parties in their own places and just, you know, if you could throw right. together a three-course menu and yeah. <laughs> make some money that way, why not, man? But, yeah, as a, you know, if I, I would come back to the industry, but I think there would have to be some big changes. You know, I, I don't think, I don't know, just taking this year away and, and looking from the outside's perspective, I can't be killing myself for barely above poverty. You know, I can't. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that's the biggest point is like a lot of people step back and they're like, because a lot of, you know, a lot of people are working two jobs and you don't really have time to think about how hard you're working. It's just programmed into you. And now that everyone's had a time to step back and be like, oh, wait, what? I was doing right. what for what? Mm-hmm. You're like, well, no, I'm not going back to that. Right. Why would I? I can be an Instagram model. What the hell? <laughs> hey, that's that's legit. I'm just saying. I mean, it's an option. There's there's all there's all types of options where you don't have to do a whole, way less work. A whole lot. Yeah. You don't have to work a sixteen hour day. Um. Yeah. Make and, way uh, more. My money. partner, she does IT. Um. And she started her IT job at almost the same amount of money I was making. And there's days, you know, she's working from home, but there's days where if it's a Saturday, a slow Saturday, she'll take two or three calls in an eight hour shift. And she'll literally just spend the entire day getting paid, but not doing anything, you know, like not that she's lazy, but just, you know, I I don't know. I just guess seeing other jobs is weird when you're a cook because cooking is so much work. From the, from the time you punch in to yeah. the time you punch yeah. out, oh, yeah. you just go, 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 go all the time. Yeah, and I mean, tons of people have had that step back where it's like, oh, you mean I don't have to kill myself every day of my life just to yeah. just to stay alive? That's cool. Yeah, no, I agree. I, and I think what you mentioned earlier, Chris, about how um, just not having enough people. I think that I think the restaurant industry is gonna face that harsh reality where uh just like Derek is talking about right now, where people are just gonna be like, wait, I've had all this time off, I had enough time to think and I don't know if this is something that I wanna even like I, I think you're gonna have a lot of people that wanna do the part time thing where it's like I don't want to quite quit the industry, but maybe I can do something else on the side. And maybe cooking is what I'll keep in the, as a background for like, oh, maybe I, you know, I still have this passion. So I'll go cook like three days out of the week. Right. But then the next yeah, four, I'm doing something you know, catering, else. Just do like part-time catering or something with someone or some company. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, yep. Yeah, well... I, I think that's that's going to be the new norm because for people, I mean, there's tons of people who love to cook, but I mean, if you're not going to 
And I think a lot of people realize that you you can barely make a living unless you are a celebrity chef right. or on the new whatever. Very yeah. few people get to that level. It's like being an actor. You can you're an right. extra yeah, I, all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, that's like, I'm not I'm not Tom Hanks, yeah, like you know, whatever. Example. So right. Because there's tons of people doing it, but there's tons of people who don't make it. And now the people mm-hmm. who didn't make it are like, well, <laughs> fuck that. So now there's going to, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it, it will yeah, be the, interesting. I, I don't know if, you know, I think it's to a point where the industry either needs to have big changes or it's going to collapse. It has, there has to be big changes. Well, I, I mean, that that's the only way it's going to survive. Otherwise, the model that's going to stay is, you know, it's going to be this. Right. Just order food from home. Right. The takeout, you, the you takeout model. Mean? Yeah. And I mean, and you also, fine dining must also survive because people want to get wine to dine. But the fast casual or fine mm-hmm. casual. Yeah. 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 Unless you have something that really sets your restaurant apart. Yeah. But no, that, um, I think I don't. Well, one question that I also like to ask relating to food, and this is just you know, super random, Ooh, but it's like, sandwich? what's your favorite sandwich? Ooh, that's a tough one. Yes, um, that is right. <laughs> I mean, I really that's like. That's why I ask it. Rubens are good. Um, you know, any kind, any kind of uh, like paninis yep. are really good for some reason. Um. I'd probably have to go with a Monte Cristo as my favorite, but I'm very, I'm very picky about them. <laughs> yes, I like, like that. that. What uh, what are you? I've had a Monte Cristo on a menu. I, what are I you mean, picky about? I guess I have a way I would prefer it to be done, but a lot of places will do like, oh, here's here's a sandwich on a couple pieces of French toast. I'm like, get that shit out of here. <laughs> oh, true. I don't know. Mine was you make the French toast, boom, boom. What is it? It's yeah, ham, ham, right? Ham and turkey. Yep. Yep. We did ham. Then I think it was Gruyere. And then we had a, a jelly spread. Mm-hmm. And it was all made on the flat uh, top. The best one, I'll probably, I'm going to do a shout out here if he, if he listens. But the best one I've ever had was made by Bartos. <laughs> I was just gonna say the same thing. Yep, save you. Hey, tag them. Right? Tag them um, in the episode. Right. We have four <laughs> listeners, so um, yeah. <laughs> Man, he did It'll like a triple decker, ham, turkey, some cheese. I don't remember if it was Gruyere or something like that, or Swiss and mayo. But then he like battered yep. them and then rolled them in graham cracker crust and then deep fried them. Oh, yeah. okay. See? Oh, man. That's... I remember he, that too. That, he would go, that was like, like, if we crack, had a slow man. night, he'd be like, I'm going to make family meal. And he would just go for the whole night. He'd be offline for the whole night making Monte Cristos, but it was so worth it. Yeah, it really was. I Where's Bartos? He's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. <laughs> Let him be. Let him be. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, I All hope right. he listens. I'll, I'll have to, we'll for sure have to tag him for this episode. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, 
I don't really have any more questions. I just appreciate the conversation. Yeah, no, I mean, dude, we're we're an hour deep into this, so this was this was great conversation. Uh, so once again, thank you so much, Derek, uh, for your time. Uh, hope everything you know goes well. Uh, I know you'll do well on your test coming up. Um, and if you know we're around, if you just want to talk, and hopefully yeah, when this sure. thing gets done, we can go grab a drink. <laughs> Good Lord, won't that be great? <laughs> I think everybody's is waiting for that. But uh, do you have any uh, any final statements? Um, no, I, I got a question for Eli. So, do, do you still box? Yes, I do. Well, I not at the gym mm-hmm. anymore. So I'm doing what you're doing, where I'm doing it at home. So uh, I I bought that sp- uh, that uh, speed bag that I told you about. So then I have like my routines that I do, you know, I'll lift weights, do some push-ups, and then I'll hit the back for a little bit. But no, I haven't, not yeah. since March, basically, when, yeah, when Lifetime shut down. But I know they're open right now, but I also heard that the, the gym area, uh, the boxing area is not open. So gotcha. my, my account yeah, Eli, is still Eli on suspension. Eli and I have uh, sparred a couple times, so I'd like to do that again sometime too. Oh, yeah. No, and I Chris, love Chris, too, dude, if you want to come I'm get punched you, in the man. face with us. <laughs> so, what? Right? Hold on, man. That's, that's, Chris is like, uh, no. that's my meal ticket, bro. The face. <laughs> No, I, I've been I've been trying to get him to uh, come box with me, and yeah. he still hasn't taken me up time. on it. But I miss maybe it. It's one of change. the weird things I tell people. <sighs> yeah. like, man, I miss getting punched in the face. <laughs> well, because it's one of those things. It's like the first time it right. happens, you're like, "Oh, actually, that wasn't too bad." Because I think a lot, you know, everybody gets like you're weird about it, like you're afraid or whatever. But then it happens. No, like, oh, okay, it stings a little bit, but it's not that bad. Yeah. Oh, oh, just, no. Yeah, no. I've been I, punched I, in the face for real, and I don't, I don't recall that. <laughs> feel, oh, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> well, that's why you don't get into real fights, Chris. Well, uh, well, most of the only fights I've been in. Training. You got duck and weave. <laughs> right, right, right. Bird. I don't know. I can't play. I'm not good at play fighting. <laughs> punch me in the face and then I have to murder you. That's how I work. That's that's just gotcha. it's a it's a snap thing. Yeah. Um but thank you so much, Derek. Yeah, it really yeah it was good time. talking this to you. Was fun.